thy kingdom come, God's will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It's like he wanted us to do stuff like that. Not just spiritually, mystically, you know, in the great season by, no, no, he wanted it to start happening. He said, and this kingdom that he, <clears throat> this kingdom that he talked about, <clears throat> he said, if you would seek first the kingdom of God, <clears throat> all these other things, the stuff that everybody run after all the time, all these other things will simply be added to you. How, how, how does stuff get added to you like that? How does it happen so supernaturally? He said, we look in Mark chapter four and it he's talking about supernatural power and he just says, the earth bringeth forth fruit of itself. It's like there's an automatic system that is, can potentially operate right in front of our eyes. Uh, you know, one I was thinking about, we were away with the, with, uh, the kids were doing some, uh, Jess and Mike were doing some recording this week for their new album. And just while he was away, just uh, this thought dropped into my head. Uh, I was going through he uh, Hebrews chapter 11, you know, the faith chapter. That's like the, the, the family album of all people and the things that they did that were really cool things by faith. And I thought to myself, Jesus isn't even in that. He didn't even want you to draw attention to the fact that he did supernatural things. He wanted to draw your attention to the fact that ordinary people just like you did such crazy things by faith. And yet we still sit 2,000 years later and we're going, yeah, I don't know if I can believe this guy. I don't know if it's going to work like that. And so what I'm going to do this morning is I, I, I got a couple of uh, props for you today. <clears throat> and so we're going to talk a little bit about this thing called supernatural power. But we're going to do it with safety glasses on and a lab coat. And I do not recommend that you do this at home. Children, please. What I'm about to do is highly dangerous. But I'm going to give you an example of something when it comes to understanding supernatural power. I'm going to use the analogy of just an electrical circuit and how an electrical circuit actually works. And we're going to discover that just the way supernatural power works, so does electrical, I mean, electrical power works, so does supernatural power. Now, let me tell you something. If you've ever tried to wire a circuit, you know, I remember when they built, when the fellow was zero, so he was building the electrical system in my house, and I tried to figure out how he got the switch to work from the bottom of the stairs and the top of the stairs. How many of you got one of those in your house? I'm telling you, I looked at that thing for an hour, and I could not figure out how the heck this thing was going to work. Because electrical power sometimes is a little bit weird. It's kind of crazy how it actually works. And that's often the same problem that you have with spiritual power, is that when you try to make it work, it doesn't just work uh, a sort of way. It works a very specific way. So much so that if you were to get up here and just sort of you know, fiddle around with the wires behind a couple of these lights up here and you know, just put them wherever you think they might look pretty, they may not work after. Because the only way they work 
is if you connect them, if you do them exactly right. And one of the things we have to get out of our mind when it comes to supernatural power is that it works sort of any old way. And if you do kind of half the job, it's still going to work. Well, you know that you can't wire half your house. You can't plug in half the wires and expect your house to work the way you've designed it to work. You have to do it. You have to do it exactly the way it works because it works in a very specific way. And I can, I can assure, I, I can assure you because I'm not, not going to tell you exactly, but I'll tell you the next hundred years in the kingdom of God is going to be marked by people learning how to do what I am about to explain to you this morning. On purpose, it's going to shock you, and on demand. And I'll tell you a scripture in a minute. Matter of fact, you can turn there if you will. If in Mark chapter 11, turn there for a second in your Bibles. And I'm going to share with you about this concept of on purpose and on demand. And now what I want to start with then as we look at this, this circuit, this electrical circuit that I'm going to work with, the camera guys might want to come in here a little bit close. I've got a little, I got a battery right here and I got a switch. What else do I have? Other cool things in here. And then I have a light bulb and I have these cool wires. And so if I were now, as I look at this circuit, what you're able to do, as many of you know, if you've played with any of these things before, I can wire the battery over to the switch. And then I can wire the switch over to the light. Yep, be careful. Oh, I better pull the switch up just in case I blow something. I have my safety glasses here. I'll do my lab coat up. I don't want to wreck my shirt. Now, wait a minute here. How have I done this? No, see? See, that's where you get into a problem right there. Now, I have wired the light bulb to the wrong switch, to the wrong part here. And so, but do you know that if I do it like that, the light bulb is not going to turn on. You can't do this sort of right. The only way this is going to work is if you do it how right? 100% right. You got to put all the wires in the right spot and not shoot all the switches onto the ground. And then you take the light bulb and then you have to create a vacuum, which is another cool idea, concept <coughs> in electrical. Okay, here we go. Somebody come up here and just do this for me real quick. <laughs> so now all I got to do, if I've done all of this, how do you know I did it right? Well, if the, the um, you'll know I did it right is if when I flip that switch down, what happens? No, I did it right if I feel like I did it right. <laughs> if one of my friends told me that it's okay... No, 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 no. This is what we have to be big people about. We know we have it right when? Ready? When the light goes on. So let's talk about how, what I just did and how it works. Because it's not really when we're discussing power 
we're not really talking about power in that sense. We, I think we all recognize, if you are a Christian, you recognize there is such a thing as spiritual power. Jesus demonstrated it while we were here, and we all believe that. So we already know there is such a thing as spiritual power. What we're talking about is, in fact, harnessing that power. And not just harnessing that power, but harnessing it in a way that you can produce a beneficial outcome with it. When Jesus was using supernatural power, he was using it in such a way that it caused something good to happen. And that's what we all want to do. We want to understand it up until that level. Uh, it's not just about the fact that it's power. You see, this is the power right here. I was thinking about just buying everybody batteries for Christmas. But how many of you know my grandchildren are not going to be thrilled with me if I just show up on Christmas morning with a bag full of batteries? I'll tell them this is <clears throat> unlimited power. You can do anything with almost anything with one of these. Do you think my kids, my grandkids are going to be excited about that? See, it's not about the power. It's about how do you get the power to do something that's actually fun, that's actually cool. And that's what we're going to talk about today, that we're going to try and correlate that as we go through this understanding, because spiritual power works very similar to electrical power. I think God did that intentionally. Can I tell you something? Electrical power was not invented by Tesla. Electrical power has been here since the beginning of time. There has always been electrical power, just like there has always been nuclear power. We just didn't know how to harness it. We didn't know how to get a hold of it and use it for something that was good. That's the same thing we're about to learn right now in the kingdom over the next hundred years. We're going to learn how to use this thing called supernatural power and use it in such a way that we can transform the world as we know it from its present state until it looks just like heaven on earth. That's what we're doing. Can I tell you, inside of this battery is, an, is, a, is a power. Supernatural power is simply infinite potential. It can do anything. Especially when you're looking at the supernatural power that exists one of the main things we have to get over is that it can only do a certain amount of, it can only do the stuff that makes sense. Remember when we were dealing with the door, going over to the other side of the door, and now we're dealing with accessing this infinite amount of power, this infinite amount of creativity, this limitless ability that is on the other side of that door. We see kind of the image of that when God started the creation process of the world that we live in. If you go to Genesis chapter one, I'm sure you got to verse two, and it says that the world was without form and void. Th those words in, in the original language are tohu vabohu. You, you know, remember it for, uh, immortalized by the song from Whoville. Remember that tohu vabohu. <laughs> those words talk about the world in its infinite state. God did not, Einstein tells us that everything that exists at all has, was existed at the very beginning second. All the energy, all the power that is in our, in, in our created universe 
all existed in that one original moment. And the Bible says it was without form and void. What does that mean? It means that in that original without form and void state, it was just potential. It was just the ability or the potential to become something, which was it about to become. <clears throat> the, next <clears throat> the next bunch of verses in Genesis chapter one talk about what it's about to become. But in that moment, all it was, was potential, unlimited potential. All the materials needed to build cell phones existed at that time. All, don't fall, you're supposed to look like you're made out of marble over there. <laughs> and so I was looking for a metaphor of unlimited potential. Let's get rid of all of this cool stuff, there we go. Coming out of an Amazon box, by the way. How many of you know what kind of stuff you can get from Amazon? You can get every, this box, when it shows up at your door, it can be, does anybody know? It could be anything. It's like that. No matter what comes at the door, what's on the other side, if it's in an Amazon box, it could be anything. It just happens that it's Play-Doh. And so many of you know, my favorite color, blue. This, people would say, well, it's just Play-Doh. No, it's not just Play-Doh. Anybody know how to get the Play-Doh out of the box? <laughs> it's been a while, Grandpa. Yeah, I was doing that, but it's uh, being a little hard to handle today, much like the Excuse me, much like the mucus in my throat, being a little hard to handle today. Okay, what do we have here? This is Play-Doh, is it? This is unlimited potential. This piece of Play-Doh can be what? Excuse me? It can be anything. I love this thing. I've loved this since a child. You could, where do you put that? Right in there. You can run this thing through any kind of mold and you take unlimited potential, which is the Play-Doh, and you turn it into, isn't that awesome? Spaghetti. No, this was not spaghetti. I can make spaghetti though. Would you like spaghetti? This is more linguine. I think it's, is it, was, is it linguine? You can actually become discerning as an Italian. It's not just spaghetti, because spaghetti is actually something different than linguine. I don't know if you knew that. But if you would like, let me back up the process here a little bit, stuff a little bit more unlimited potential in there, shoot it over to the spaghetti one. And what used to make linguine now, there we are, wait for it, folks, makes spaghetti. You see, what, what we're trying to talk about here is breaking free from this finite way of thinking. Can I tell you, if you deal with worry and doubt, all you're stuck in is finite thinking. As soon as you understand that Play-Doh can do anything, then worry and anxiety and all of those things, they have, they're powerless now. Because it's not like, well, what do you need Play-Doh to do? 
it isn't really a question of what can it do. It can do anything. All the question is, what are you going to decide to do with it? When we get that idea in our head, all of a sudden, worry and anxiety, all the difficulties that we may be facing today, all of a sudden become completely powerless because coming in an Amazon box tomorrow is all the Play-Doh I could ever need. And I can turn that Play-Doh into anything. When we understand that's what supernatural power actually is. Jesus didn't have one kind of power to get a gold coin into a fish's mouth and another kind of power to walk on water and another kind of power to raise himself from the dead. It was all the same stuff. Unlimited potential that can be anything you need it to be. Now this comes with a great, a huge responsibility. This is actually the problem. Most of the New Testament is written in order to help us get mature enough to handle the power that we've been given. You can do anything you want. Yeah, but how do we make sure that when we meet God one day, which we are all going to do, that we have been wise in this power that God gave us. That we chose wisely in the things we decided to get into existence. You know, once something exists, it's hard to get it to unexist. It takes work. It's like starting a business or having a family or you know, building some product or whatever. Once you start doing it, yeah, I gotta, I gotta dismantle a whole bunch of stuff to stop doing it. So you just need to, yeah, you can't get rid of those. They don't leave till college. Maybe they don't even leave till then. They keep coming back. Can I tell you something? We're supposed to be concerned with making good decisions about what we use our spiritual power for. Not wondering whether... The supernatural power is actually available. Jesus settled that. It is absolutely available if we can understand how to do it. I'm running out of real estate up here. I, I, I've got a number of quotes for you. Everything real was once only imagined. So some, before that chair existed, it existed in somebody's imagination. Before your house existed, somebody thought about it. Before that shirt that we talked about earlier, that jersey, somebody thought about that jersey. How orange and red and blue will go together just perfectly. $139 a pop. <laughs> See, it existed in somebody's imagination first. That's a, that's a real clue for us right there. When we understand how this world actually works, how do the power of God actually works? There is no limit to what the infinite can create. If you have this idea that there is a limited amount of money, there's a limited amount of resources, there's a limited amount of time, then worry is going to have the ability to shackle your soul. 
But when you understand that you are tapping into unlimited potential, it's just simply a battery. It's just simply Play-Doh that can do anything. You have unshackled your soul. And once your soul becomes unshackled, all of a sudden, the little tiny box that you've been living in all of your life is blown apart and now everything is possible for you. It's a simple mathematical equation. Do you believe that supernatural power is what I just explained to you? Do you believe that electricity can do a thousand different things? It just depends what the designer plugs it into. If you can't do this, by the way, and many people cannot, then there are four things you need to pay attention to. One, you must become born again. You're going to set your soul free just by getting born again. If you're already born again, you can't do it. You need to get filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the infinite. He is the one that will show you things to come. He will teach you what it means to have your soul set free. There could be traumas that are in your life that need to be healed. And then finally, there may just be stubborn, good old stubborn pride that won't let you step over into this world. But just deal with that. When you get rid of, when you put in order those four things, all of a sudden you have licensed your soul to think outside the lines. Not just think outside the lines in a, you know, in a, in a fanciful way, but to begin the process of actually believing that those things that exist in your soul are now possible for you just because you have been able to imagine them. They have now become possible. The only thing that causes something to be impossible for you is that you can't imagine that it would exist. Let's look at this a different way. If we take a look at the, at the Play-Doh, everybody knows. I could bring a child in here and I could ask that child, what can you make with Play-Doh? Can you make a horse? And they would say, can you make a car? Yeah. Can you make spaghetti? Yeah. Can you make a ball? Yes. Can you make an airplane? And they'd start getting frustrated with me, wouldn't they? And they'd say, they'd say, Bubba, you can make anything with Play-Doh. It's not a matter of whether Play-Doh can do it. What is the matter? Can you imagine it? Because if you can imagine it, Play-Doh can make it. Now, determine the right system that you want to use. I can't believe Jessica just walked in. Determine the right system that you want to use. You know, there are things that when you need to get stuff done, there are already things that are probable. There's already things that are likable. There's already things that you can, you can, you can it's, 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 it's perhaps even inevitable that you can already get them done. Well, that's the fun part about life. Go get them done. Discipline yourself and get at it because you already know you can. Don't worry about using supernatural power to cook your eggs for breakfast. You can do that. So get at doing it. It's the content. It's what makes life meaningful. I'm not talking about we're all going to sit, you know, in some suspended animation dreaming about something, bringing it all into existence. Man, you're going to get fat and die young doing that. <laughs> what you got to do, you can get at it and do something. But there are going to be things along the way that you can't do. That's 
a job for plate. That's a job for the supernatural. If you can't get it done, you can't see any possible way. You can't see there's nothing like this that exists on the planet. That's when you need to go and be able to access the supernatural power that is all around you all the time. Let's jump ahead, shall we? One, you must connect to the power source. Can I tell you something? There is something radically different about doing it yourself compared to getting God to do it for you. But let me tell you something else. Getting God to do it for you doesn't just mean you sit down and wait for him to do it. Imagine how many years nuclear power was here on this planet and not a single person tapped into it. Electricity, not a single person benefited from, from that until somebody could imagine how to harness it. And they got about harnessing it. It's the same thing with supernatural power. We're not, there's no point in sitting around waiting for God to do something in your life if you are not going to use the very system that Jesus told us to use. Yes. And it's remarkably simple. It's just not intuitive. You have to do it the way he said to do it. Aligning your soul. Remember when I did the example, where's all my bits and pieces? I'll just use this. This part here is aligning your soul. Can I tell you something? This is the hard part. You got to get this part right. Almost right doesn't count. It's not going to work. What it means to align your soul uh, is what happens in your imagination. You know, first time I tried this, it was, I, 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 maybe I was chicken that I tried it when I was on a missions trip one time. We were down in Hermosillo, uh, Mexico. And they took Tina and I, we just, they, I don't even know where we went. We just were on this long trip along a tiny little road to get to some place where there was about 40 people there waiting and they want to talk to us and hang out with us and all that. Bible school, I think it was, yeah. And there was this lady there that had a farm implement had landed on the top of her foot, like right in this section right here. And it had severed all of the, what do you call those things? Tendons across the top of her foot. So when she walked, she had to flip her foot out front of her because she didn't have the tendons on the top of her foot to lift her foot up. And so I, I just said, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> and so I, I sat her down and said, what I want you to do is I want you to imagine in your mind that the tendons are kind of coming back together and we're super gluing all of the bits and pieces back together in the top of your foot. Can you do that? Just make it like it's a cartoon that you're watching in your mind. And then no matter what you hear us pray, don't worry about what we're saying. She could in any ways we spoke different languages. <laughs> and so she started this process of just imagining all the little workers in there little tiny, tiny, tiny people gluing all the tendons back together again. And then Tina and I, we just prayed, laid our hands on her and prayed for her. <laughs> we were all shocked. <laughs> when all of a sudden, she was sitting on a chair like this. And we were praying for her and, you know, we, were, we speak different languages. We weren't really even been able to communicate real well. And all of a sudden, she goes like that. 
all she did was align her soul, set the wires right. And when you set the wires right, like I could get a, I was going to bring a car battery in here and have a little bit more of a pyrotechnics, but we're not insured for that here. But I could, you know, if I had, I mean, I probably could do it with this little battery, but if you do it right, you can cause it to spark, right? All you got to do to get that spark to happen is just a second. You don't have to be this super being that can focus in for 30 years. No, no. You just need to be able to align your soul for that instant second when you need the supernatural power to put those tendons back together again. But you can't get doubt in your... Can I tell you? Imagination doubt is still doubt. If you're standing on the dock like Jesus was and you're about to step out and see if you can walk on water, if you think you're going to sink, that's doubt. That's right. And all you're doing in your head is you're seeing yourself go glug, 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 glug and having to <laughs> buy a new cell phone. That's what you're thinking about. That's doubt. Yes. That's how you know, by the way, that your soul is aligned. This is the key. When you think you already have it, your soul is aligned. Now your thoughts and emotions tie together. So if you're wondering, I don't know if I'm gonna have a good Christmas this year, that's doubt. Your wiring is wrong. Now it could be wrong for a whole bunch of very valid and legitimate reasons, but it's wrong. It's getting to that, is it? Okay. What you must do is you must align your soul. And alignment makes you think and feel as though you already have the thing that you are believing to receive. Can I amen. give you a quote? Don't amen me right no, now. No, I, I just want to say something. Could you turn me on? I, I want to just interrupt you just really fast as you're saying that and just say, I got you. It's, it's just... That's okay. Come back next weekend. We will. <laughs> no, that's, can I have that's that, a lie. Can I have that in writing? No. Um, the focus is on the picture at the end of the process, not on the road of how to get there. No, no. nothing to do with that. I just want to share a testimony. Some of you might Are have you seen... Are you taking my time? Yes. This is not my time, right? Yeah, no, I'm going to transition okay. you. So think of your last thought while okay. I say this. All right. mm -hmm. um, some of you might have seen on social media that um, the Brady family had their baby. Yes. Penelope. Baby Penelope. Yes, we are. We are, we are, yes. We said. It's on social media, so... And I was just talking to her this morning, and you know the doctors come in and their natural reasoning, and they start to tell you what to expect. She was 28 weeks. She was 28 we weeks. The, baby, the baby's two pounds. And so in the natural, the baby has not hit the marker to be able to breathe on her own. And so they're, you know, preparing them for all of that. But Mike and Chelsea got a picture yesterday. Yeah. Before they started any of the process, they got a picture, and Jesus showed them a picture of Penelope running around in the back, worshiping with the rest of the kids. And Chelsea texted me this morning to say, the doctors came in and said, we think this baby can breathe. Not by her own, by herself. So they, they watched her. They watched her. They took out the breathing tubes. And before it is naturally 20, possible, 20, 20 at 28 week, I, weeks... They took the breathing tubes somebody, out and the baby could breathe Somebody didn't tell that own. little thing that you can't That's do right. that. 
Her parents don't have to have a picture of how to make all the details work. All they have to see is what you're saying is the end. Yep. Yep. You have to imagine the end and how and you're so going to get is. there is not your problem. You leave all of those details to God, who is the master chess player, who can yes. figure out how to the move heaven and earth. Player. That's right. To make it happen on your behalf. That's right. Just like you're saying with the Play-Doh, we're playing Play-Doh in the back with the kids. And they asked to play some, to use something, and they don't even, they make a little thing. Olivia will say, look at I made Superman. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't see it, kid. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The best picture that you can come up with, you begin yeah. to use that, and maybe it isn't in technicolor yet. Stick with it, and God will help to yeah. make that thing into something that you're, you start seeing that picture, and it makes you cry. Because like you said, you're living in it as though it has already happened. Yeah. And that's how you know that the alignments are made. Your last point. Go Is. for it. On, yeah, the, I know. on the back page. There. I tried to give you time to prep. I'm prepped. Go for it. I am. I came Five, prepped. Five, four, three, two. I'll leave you with this perspective. Very I'm good. I'm re actually reading my notes. Very good. Reality yes. is simply that part of our imagination we have already decided to believe. Beautiful. Beautiful. Say it again, she said. I'll let you do that. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> then AV team, we're going to get the video. I don't rolling. know where it is now. I messed. My pages are all messed up. It's okay. Up. Last page it looked like. One more. Next one. Uh, uh, Albert like. Einstein. No, get out of here. Imagination is your preview of life's coming attractions. Beautiful. There you go. It's right here. All right. There you are. Okay. Reality is simply the part of our imagination we have already decided to believe in. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray your life was impacted by the service and that you were able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus, or you've known about him but have been far from him. We want to give you the opportunity to make his love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross so that you and I could be close to him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. So if you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then repeat the simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and have been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. Help me believe in you and love you every day. Help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. All of our Light City family are joining with heaven and celebrating over the commitment you just made to have Jesus as the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey, but most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at golightcity.com to let us know about the decision you've made today. We have resources we'd love to send you uh, with some easy steps on how to go from here so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.